0: I tell my students that if you only go to Havana, you can't really claim you've been to Cuba. There's Havana, and then there's the rest of Cuba. It would be like going to Louisville and claiming that you've seen Kentucky. But some quick reminder about traveling Cuba. As an American, you cannot travel as a tourist. You must be part of an educational group. Please check the State Department website for updated information, as President Trump is making it more difficult to travel to the island. When traveling, as I always tell people, always bring some hand sanitizer and a roll of toilet paper. Just put them in your backpack anytime you go out. You should also have some local coins because sometimes you have to pay for the toilet, and toilet paper is rare in Cuba. thus the need for a roll of toilet paper. So, let's travel outside of Havana, Cuba. You can take a cab just east of Havana to the quiet fishing village of Coimar, which was the setting for Ernest Hemingway's greatest novel, The Old Man and the Sea. It was the home of Gregorio Fuentes, who captained captained Hemingway's boat, the Pilar, and who was the inspiration for Santiago in The Old Man and the Sea and for Antonio in Islands in the Stream. Visit some of the local bars near the waterfront and you'll see pictures of Hemingway and Fuentes, Talk to the locals and the bartenders. They typically will know a little bit of English, and if you know a little bit of Spanish, then it's perfect. If you are a fisherman, ask them if any of them fish anymore. This will lead to a wonderful talk about fishing as part of the culture and the politics of fishing. Overfishing has been quite common, and the locals are catching fewer fish in the waters off Cuba, and they compete with state owned fishing companies. The new Cuban government is beginning to address this issue of sustainability in the fishing areas, though. To get to the remainder of Cuba, you must travel by bus, train, or air. The majority of Americans that go to Cuba are there as part of an educational group, so most of the travel has been arranged for you and you won't have to worry about it. If you are not with a group, note that there are two main bus lines, Via Sul and Transgaviota. Transgaviota is the bus line that is run by the military which I note also runs most of the tourist sites in Cuba. You'll have to pay with either US dollars or CUCs, which are convertible pesos. I don't recommend renting a car as cars often break down in Cuba and it can be a real headache when you're in the middle of nowhere between cities broken down on the Carretera Central, which is the main road which connects the major cities of Cuba. You can also take a train across Cuba, which I've never done and would love to do at some point in the future. Finally, just a quick reminder that you should really have a traveling partner if you're not part of a larger educational group. If you have time, you should visit cities such as Pinar del Rio in the west, or toward the east, the cities of Santa Clara, Trinidad, uh, Sinfuegos, Camagüey, Olguin, and Bayamo. But in this episode of Politics and Passports, I'm going to focus on Santiago, Santiago de Cuba. It's on the eastern side of the island. Santiago is distinctly Afro-Cuban. While officially Afro-Cubans make up 10% of the population, unofficially, I've seen estimates as high as 50%. Historically, Afro-Cubans have been discriminated against even after the revolution. Once you get to know a few Afro-Cubans, they will talk about this discrimination with you. Also, if you're an African American, more than likely you will suffer some subtle forms of discrimination, such as your bags being the last taken off your bus, or maybe you are the last to be served in a restaurant. If this happens, please let your tour director know immediately. As I said, Santiago is a distinctly Afro-Cuban, and the intermix of Catholicism and African religion is present throughout the city. Just kind of pay attention to the graffiti on the walls. It is also the center for Cuban music. It is the birthplace of the rumba, the son, and the trova. You hear it playing at so many different venues in Santiago. Spend an evening out at one of the local clubs. Dance, drink, and meet local Cubans. I would recommend the Casa de la Trova because there's a real opportunity, as I said, to meet with local Cubans who are more than willing to talk to Americans. You may get lucky and some of the members of the legendary Buena Vista Social Club may be playing at the Casa de la Trova. If you're into Cuban history, a trip to the Moncada Moncada barracks and museum is a must, as this is often identified as the beginning of the Cuban Revolution. As an American, a walk walk up San Juan Hill is well worth it, and you can use your imagination to see Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders charge up the hill. A visit to Morro Castle. fortress, which is a world heritage site was built by the Spanish to protect the city from pirates like Henry Morgan. This is quite an adventure and the view is breathtaking. I recommend that uh, you go to one of the local Catholic churches or Protestant churches. The people in Santiago are so willing to speak to foreigners and once you try to pick up a discussion you will inevitably learn about life and politics. Just outside of Santiago is the small village of El Cobre, which is the most sacred pilgrimage site for Catholics in Cuba. The cathedral is striking, and Pope Francis visited there in 2015. Getting around the city in a taxi is easy, and from my experience, the best way to learn about life in Santiago. The drivers are more than willing to tell you about how they make a living, and what life is like in the city, even if it is in half Spanish and half English. Don't be afraid to try your Spanish. The Cubans are very grateful for you at least trying. Make sure that you and your group have dinner at one of the paladares. These are private restaurants, often in the home or backyard of a family. The food, rum, and cigars are great. This is a real opportunity to talk with Cubans, learn about their lives, and have a great time. Offer to help clean up afterward, and it will open up to even more discussion about the role of women in Cuban family life. You should also take a trip to the small village of Santo Domingo, which is the base of the Sierra Maestra Mountains just west of Santiago, and get the local guys to take you on a hike up the mountain to visit the remote headquarters of Fidel and Che, where they planned the revolution. You can also stay overnight in a small set of cabins or cabanas with a small but nice restaurant. If you are in an educational group, be sure and have this scheduled. The locals and your guides are easy to talk to, and you can learn much about rural life in Cuba. Don't be surprised to see a pig walking by your cabana. The locals will let you ride their horses and donkeys for a small fee. Welcome to rural Cuba and its intersection with tourism. Santiago is a real treasure, and if you're willing to open up to the locals about your life, you will learn much about life and politics in this distinctly Afro-Cuban city.